It's a lot of bullshit going on down here. No bullshit. Let's just end breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Hey guys, how are you today? Mark, we got we got Charlie way back there, but we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about voting in the election. Uh, and no ice. We're gonna talk to we're gonna talk to Red, who got the scoop. Talk to the barricaded gunman uh, before he took his own life. He scooped our local media and got a story that nobody else did. And is COVID real? Is it a fraud? What are the numbers? Does anybody know? So we've got the team in place. How you doing, Red? I hear you're hanging out in the uh, uh, Sam's Club parking lot. When those- I'm sorry, Charlie, but come tell us what's going on. I'm sorry. Come join us. Come join us. And no ice is like uh, like an atom bomb went off, and I love books, and then my glasses broke, and I'm the last man on earth, and I don't have that. I can't drink the Jango without ice. <laughs> what, what I can't help you. Also, but what, before Charlie comes up, I want to remind everybody, we want to thank uh, American Coney Island for their longtime support and remind you that even during the COVID, you can send a COVID kit or you can go down and get a carry out. Got some great things. It's 100 years old. It's headed by Grace Carroll, who is a champion for everything Detroit and in the community. Uh, what else am I missing, Mark? It is a proprietary chili uh, recipe and everything good about Detroit can found, be found right on Michigan Avenue and Lafayette uh, in the building that's shaped like a slice of pie. And as Charlie likes to remind us, they sell there that is. too. Hey. Hey, there he yeah. is. We just what, up, Karen? what up, Joe? <laughs> What's this view here? What's up, Charlie? Look at this. I'm, I'm at uh, I'm at Dino's Lounge in Ferndale on, on Woodward. My, my favorite haunt, my old haunt. And uh, COVID killed it. COVID oh my killed God. it. So uh, someone's coming looking to buy the joint today. But the whole thing, the, the, the bar to is buy it? The bar is closed. Are you, are you mm. borrowing, Charlie? Are you leaving money? Are you tipping? Stealing. I never tip Stealing. anyway. Everybody knows that. About <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> you do, Charlie. Don't Fuck say that. I you know. do tip. Why should I tip? You do tip. Here's the tip get a job. <laughs> I love tipping. I tip people who probably don't even deserve it. I love to tip. And he, the bad part is he's telling them to get a job at their job. That's that's the funny part. <laughs> you they know what the funny have, part is, dude? The funny part is you're sitting in your fucking Uber. And you, hey. should be, you should be you should be working. Hey. I, I, I got breaking news. To, I'm taking my lunch break from Uber. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. Um Detroit Red has been put out of the house by his wife and he's now Macomb Red. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon the motherfucker going to be Rhode Island Red. <laughs> so wait a minute. So I thought that he, I thought you were Detroit Red. How are you Macomb Red? Uh, I, don't listen to Charlie. He just <laughs> sipped more beers than we've seen on camera. <laughs> All right. 
So, Karen, um, what, what, yes. did you introduce the freaking show? Yes, I did. I said we're going to talk about voting in elections. We're also going to uh, hear the scoop that Red got. He uh, scooped the local media and talked to the barricaded gunman. Uh, he got the story that nobody else got. And we're going to talk about COVID. Is it real or is it fraud? What are the numbers? What do we know? How can we respond to something that we don't know what we're supposed to respond to? Did you introduce our uh, sponsors? I talked about American Coney Island. I did right. that. Who else did I miss? Why don't we do Luke, Luke Nowak? He's taking care of my mom. He's helping my mom prepare for the winter of her life. He can help you with the spring, summer, and fall. You can set your kids up. Call them at 248-663-4748. And by the way, right here, every guest on the show, Red, you, Luke Nowak, everybody that appears on this show is getting a Fix the Shit t-shirt compliments of our dear friend Luke Nowacki because Luke knows everything that goes through the store is going to help young people, right? We're working uh, on the uh, car. Hold on one second. We're, everybody's saying there's no sound. Yeah. Every, they're saying there's no sound. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who, who's sound? All of the comments on Facebook saying there's no sound. I'm just going to sit here and not get angry. <laughs> somebody, somebody said, fix the shit. <laughs> fix the fucking shit. Oh, man. <laughs> somebody said, I'm fired. <laughs> oh, now we're and, back. Okay. So and, there. And, see, and stop texting me. I know. I, I know people. <laughs> we're working. We're working what, what? on getting. We're working, listen, come, come the new year. Come the new year. The no bullshit is our relaunches. We've got investors. We're going to fucking take over local media just as red did this week red a middle-aged i gotta guess like asthmatic or something street comedian goes out to the nazi meth-addled sleep-deprived fucking barricaded gunman and gets the interview and then has we have the balls to post it how the fuck do we do that it's unbelievable anyway luke Mowacki at Two four eight six six three four seven four eight. He's taking care of my mom. I have to take care of your mom, your kids, your college, your investments. Uh, Mark, hit me with that disclaimer, would you? Securities yeah. and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Uses. Mark, people want you and I fire because of this. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, people. Let's 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 get to it. Listen, we promised you last week. I can have my Friday back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just fuck it. I'm going I'm going back to the <laughs> I'm gonna come join you. <laughs> red, red, uh, we come, about to drive over there now. Yeah, come pick me up. Hey, Got Red, you. Didn't you, Red, didn't you fucking play uh, Dino's Lounge once and it's a comedy show? Hey, yes. You killed it, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, you literally <laughs> killed it. That, hey, they were closed before the pandemic after my performance. <laughs> <laughs> you really brought the house down. <laughs> they they called me a club closer for real. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck it, stop it. I'm sorry, folks. This is... Oh, it's, oh shit. Hold Don't on a know. second. Go ahead. Wait Don't a minute. Know. Stop. Hold on a second. All right. Hold on. Oh, oh. Hello? Hey, how's it going, Charlie? It's going all right, dude. What's up? What time are we going for? We're on right now, bro. Yeah, right now, that's just like 12.30 my time. I said fucking 1 o'clock my time. East Coast time. Where you at? 
Which means it would have been 11 o'clock my time, then. Where you at, bro? I'm ready. I'm waiting for you, man. I'm about to get back to my uh, my room, and then I'll be ready. Okay. All right. We I'm look forward to it. Wow. Uh, what, what time What time did the show end? What are you, the fucking producer? Just fucking <laughs> just call the number I gave you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Fucking. Okay. You guys want to know who that was? Yeah, that was one, one of the dudes. Okay, we're we talking about, look, I, I, I made a decision in this show. Do we want to be like some public affairs bullshit Sunday morning talk show? Or do we want to get like the people that nobody gets, the real, the one we're all living? That dude, that dude went on trial. Remember the White Castle shooting? Mm -hmm. The triple yeah. murder, they shot him like fish in a tank. That was the dude. That was, that was the dude. He got off. The other dude that they arrested is doing triple life. I don't know how he got off, but this fucker knows the streets. So I just wanted to talk to him about what's going on in the streets after what Red went through, right? With another fucking lunatic running around with a gun. So I can't believe he fucking called. Yes, you can. He told you he was going to call. Yeah. Criminals have integrity sometimes, Charlie. The guy kept his word. Not a criminal. Not a criminal. He was acquitted. He was acquitted. Right. My apologies. He was okay. my apologies. He was acquitted. Well, he, all right. Good now, deal. while we wait for that, here's, here's what I want to do. Look right here. We said last week, Secretary of State of Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, canceled at the last minute. So it should be on this week. Now, she's not on this week. She's on other shows. But, you know, like you out there, you 100,000 listeners, you actual real people of Michigan who are concerned about the election. Apparently, we're going to get back in line. Here's what I wanted to ask you. And, Madam, if you're watching this, if, if you're going to come on later in the election, because you're going to have to, because the potential, not for fraud, I don't believe fraud's going to happen, but the the idea in people's minds that fraud's going to happen, because remember, we have mail-in ballots, right, record numbers. We know Detroit can't count. We know the, the count's going to be slow. The Secretary of State himself said, give it a week. Quite likely, Trump's people who don't wear masks, right, a lot of them, are going to the polls. By the time we go to bed on election night, he could be ahead in a bunch of states. We're going to go through this shit for a week. And, you know, now the Secretary of State's calling Trump a bad actor and he's not going to leave. And Hillary's telling Joe Biden, don't concede under any circumstances. We could have a real constitutional crisis. I don't believe the times we're living in are remarkable. This isn't 1968 or 1945 or 1918, but this really could be remarkable. So I wanted to ask Madam Secretary, look at this envelope. If you're listening and not seeing, it's addressed to my home, to Janet Ruth Haley. Janet Ruth, I've been in my home for 12 years. So Janet hasn't lived there in at least 13. I mailed this back to the Secretary of State, right? Say so return to center, doesn't live here. Apparently, she's gotten 500,000 of these, and you got to think another 500,000 got thrown in the garbage. It's too late to remove these people off the rolls. So just the fact that you didn't have your shit together, that you had two years to fix the voter rolls and $30 million a year, why is this coming back again? Out of, right? out of curiosity, Charlie, did you get one for yourself, your own name to the same address? 
I did. You did. Okay. And my wife and, and somebody else, I forget who it was. I returned that one as well. That one has not returned to me. Hmm. Right. But this one has, these are small. Look, I, I don't think 500,000 of us are going to fill these out and commit fraud. Right. But it's enough in this current climate to call the whole efficacy, the whole truthfulness, the, the, our, our, our belief in our system in the question. They're all going to do it. Yeah. You think so, Karen? Charlie, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going on. And I don't think the people that are supposed to know what's going on, know what's going on. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a clusterfuck to be perfectly honest with you. Pardon my language. Nice. I love it. <laughs> That's the first it, time. It, yeah. It is going to be a clusterfuck. So here's, here's the deal. We don't need the Sunday morning bullshit, empty question guests on this show. Next week, next week, we'll have Katrina Manson from the Financial Times of London, who wrote the most dynamite flowchart of what could happen, right, in this country with this contested election. Long story short, it could end up with Nancy Pelosi being the caretaker president. We'll have her on to speak simple and clear language to all of us because none of us are dummies. But we want to, this is the story. You're at no bullshit news and we have an uncanny ability to call it. And this is what's coming. So let's do this. Janet Ruth Haley, I did some reporting. Looks to me that she's now Janet Ruth Buller and she lives in Texas. Texas? And I got her phone number. I, I'm not, let's call her, Mark. You got the number I sent you? We're going to call her and see how she feels about that. And maybe we can split the vote. Would that be a felony? The Oops. number is not working. Number's not working. Yeah. So, look, I could, I, could, I, I could never get caught. If she's in Texas, got married again, has a new name, I'd never get caught. That's true. Why, why are why, – Again, $30 million a year to, to purge the roles of out-of-state people, dead people, people who have moved. Why is this still coming? Okay, let, let's do it. Let, here, let's do this. Secret Madam Secretary, here's Karen. I want you, okay. to, I want you to play Madam Secretary. I'm going to okay. ask you some questions. Okay? All right. And you, I, I'm, I know you studied her, right? I, I know you looked at her. You, you, okay. what, did, what did you find out about the press coverage? Well, one thing that I found that was disappointing from a communications uh, perspective is that most of the information was extracted from press releases that were distributed. So you're literally taking information. That's subjective information. It is from uh, the, the allegedly the subject matter expert. And you're not either questioning or having the opportunity to delve down and peel back and find out what the real deal is. You're literally taking what they're telling you as truth. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I think that's disingenuous and I don't think it allows for any real so, solutions wait, so or answers. What are, you, what, what are you saying? 
I'm saying a lot of the articles, a lot of the information that I found was literally taken from a press release that was sent from their office. So they weren't interviewing her. They no. were quoting her off of a, of a press, release? press release. Yeah, because all a lot of the stuff, you know, I'm looking to try to see how would she what is her position on this? What is she thinking? What is she saying about this? But I did find that she's doing a lot of national interviews. But again, they're repeated what we know as talking points. And, you know, oh, so there's bullshit. This is no, look, no that's bullshit. No bullshit. This yeah, is no apparently, bullshit. look, we've got 10 million citizens in Michigan mm-hmm. and 7.7 million registered voters. That doesn't make any sense. They're anticipating 3 million, more than 3 million absentee ballots because we all, I voted for it. And Proposition 3, two years ago, an amendment to the state constitution. You can vote absentee for no reason. You don't have to be sick. You don't need a doctor's note. I'm for that. I'm for everybody expressing their opinion so we get a real idea of what we are in America, right? Where the fuck have you been? How am I getting this shit? I sent it back to you. She's in Texas. So let's do this, Charlie. Since... you, she won't come on the show, uh, like the big maybe. Well, not she's do. Very well, busy. Maybe. She, she's well, yeah, she's busy. Let's do this. I've okay. done a little research, uh, um, and let's try to let me let me try to patch some of her canned responses to what may translate as real you mean questions. How, from you. how how our interview would turn out? Yeah, well, and, and all we can okay. do is and all we can do is guess because I'm extracting information and I'm going to apply it to where I assume it would be appropriate without having the opportunity to ask her. Okay, Madam Secretary, question number one. Why do I keep getting Janet's fucking application for an absentee ballot? I don't know. (laughs) And that's the best I could find out. I have looked through all of her stuff in terms of ballots, mismailed, misappropriated, whatever. I could not even find anything that I could skew and apply to answer that question. So, Madam Secretary, now that you have this, will you remove Janet from the voting rolls? Charlie, if you can get that to my office so we can cross-reference it, we'll be more than happy to have somebody to look into it and see if we can take it off. No, Madam Secretary, here's the answer. Federal election law says you cannot remove anybody from the voter rolls 90 days prior to an election. So, no, I can send this in and commit that fraud. I'm in for next election, Charlie. Now, um, are you anticipating fraud? And what are you doing to prevent it? Well, Charlie, we are laser focused uh, to make sure. <laughs> I, I mean, that I, and, I, and let me say that, though. I saw the laser focus a lot uh, in terms of making sure that things are accurate. Um, we understand that there are going to be a, a, an excessive number of ballots, especially absentee ballots. And we are going to take a few extra days to ensure we have. And this is a quote, full and accurate counting of the results of every race if that's what it's going to take. Okay, all you youngsters studying journalism, watch this question. And how are you going to do that, madam? Hmm. We have initiated, now I'm looking through all her responses, so let me do this. Okay. <laughs> we, we have a partnership. We, on, on September 2nd, uh, we've announced a partnership with uh, our local uh, city clerks. That includes the city of Detroit. Uh, and we want to make sure that they have the resources to get this done. That Partners. sounds good. Our, okay, madam, we know this. We've had election troubles are nothing new in Detroit. Let me remind you, viewers, listen, friends, colleagues, countrymen, 
Michiganders, me and you, us, us, this fucking thing, trust me, it's going to be the issue. If you remember, I got here in 2008. 2009 in Detroit was a fuck up. They couldn't recount 50,000 ballots because the, the ballots they received versus the tally they counted did not match. There were more votes than envelopes. That happened mm -hmm. in 2009. That happened in 2012. That happened in 2016. That happened in 2019. It happened in 2020. And here we go. So, madam, here's the state law. If the envelopes don't match the votes, we're not allowed to recount. We must only take the votes and forget about how many actual applications we got, how many fucking ballots we got. We just got to take it. How do you convince rabid fucking people out there? And it's going to be rabid. It's going to be rabid. How do you convince them that you didn't stuff the ballot box? Charlie, and this is a quote, efforts to confuse and mislead citizens about their rights and the security of their vote will escalate in the weeks ahead. She admits it. it. Hold on. But the attorney general and I will fight to thwart those efforts and provide voters with trusted sources of information about their vote. Oh, so first That's of all, all <laughs> she used the word thwart. Nobody uses the word thwart. <laughs> Nobody. So that's fake news right there. Um, the 1970s Batman, dude. Fuck me. So we're going to use social media to combat the quote unquote on letter rip last night um what, what what did she call what did she call bad actor that's what she was referring to the president as a bad actor it's all becoming politicized let me get this straight i do not believe there's going to be mass fraud i do not believe it people i don't you're going to somebody out there because you want to and there it is a possibility my problem is you didn't fix the shit you haven't fixed it, and you set us up for a crisis. Well, That's Charlie, yes, let me say this too. Got another that Michigan is on track to have record voter turnout with millions casting their votes prior to election day. What are we doing to protect the integrity of the vote amidst that reality during a pandemic? Well, you should have tuned in to NBC Nightly News with Cynthia McFadden, where I talked about it. Oh, oh by the way, um, see behind me here? This is Ferndale. This guy, Dino Bach, that owns this shit, is a player in this town. The guy raises money for children. He serves on boards. He takes care of the widows and orphans, of people that wear the badge. I don't give a fuck about Cynthia McFadden. You talk to us. But it, the, the word's out with the, with the, with the Democratic click, click in this town. You know this is no softball. Why? What did you do? Again, I believe you're a person of integrity. I don't believe any of them don't have integrity. I just don't think they're very competent. I really don't. Well, my top priority in these next 49, well, not 49 days, is ensuring every Michigan citizen knows their options to vote and that those options are safe, accessible, and secure. Okay. Period. Jesus. Lie. <laughs> do, do, what do you think, Red? Lies. What do you mean, lies? lies? See, here we go. 
What do you mean? Lies. Apparently, she ain't been looking at uh, what we got going on in Detroit because we can't even get through a regular small election without problems. So how in the hell is she going to fix this? So, Red and Karen, as Detroiters, you don't have any confidence in their ability to count the vote. Once, and it, I'll, I'll bet Dino's bar. I'll, I'll bet this bar. Oh, by the way, it's for sale. You know, give it a call. Yeah, deals can be made. COVID crisis. Um, you can surely bet that they're going to be the national media, the president, the Democrats are going to be like, like uh, Madam Secretary said, laser focused on this place. They've done nothing, nothing to tell us what they're doing. I've heard her say something about more, more tabulators. What's mm -hmm. a tabulator? How does it work? I mail this in. You mail me a ballot. I mail the ballot back. Where does it go? Okay. Where does it go? It, it goes in a truck and it goes to Ford Field. How do you open it? Is it a letter opener? Do the people have anthrax gloves on? Are they wearing masks? They open it. Do they scan it? Do we have to use a number two pencil? Do we? Do you input it into a computer? Do you write it down by hand? How exactly does it work? And then what do you do with it? It would behoove you, madam, to get off of Meet the Press. Maybe make a video to show us exactly what you do with these because there's going to be a crisis. Well, that too, Charlie, and I really tried to look into what that partnership meant with the city of Detroit. It was announced on September 6th, on September 2nd. Um, and the only thing I could find was that it was to, quote, ensure the integrity and accessibility of the November election in Detroit, which is the state's largest city. And again, uh, she reiterated that they're aimed at ensuring the integrity and accessibility and that they were going to provide additional staff. But if you have additional people continuing to participate in a process that is flawed, then what difference does it make? It's a great question, Karen. It's a great question. And this is no softball here. What are you fucking doing? I, you don't get to come on with your well-practiced shit and look at me on social media Right. And I go to friendly places where I know it's easy because I lived in 2000. Remember the dangling Chad Bush mm -hmm. and Gore? Right. That, that, uh, it went to the Supreme Court. It's, it was mayhem. It's coming. It's coming. You haven't explained it. But what you're telling me is don't worry. We got friendlies in the media. We're going to use social media and meet the press. But we're Michigan. We're <laughs> Michigan. The, the other thing, too, Charlie, is we, we've talked for this has been an issue since, I, I mean, decades. I mean, every with every city clerk, we still have the same and every secretary of state. We still have the same issues. I think that also contributes to voter apathy. And I would really like to see voter awareness, engagement um, and, and, and building voter confidence prior to 30 days before any election. You don't hear from them. Like, let's remember the what, what's going on, Mark. What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to let you know, I, I have tracked Janet down and I have her on the line when you're ready. For oh. Look at you, Mark. It Way to a, go. Took a little hey, bit of work. Hey, Janet. Hey, how are you doing? I'm real good. How are you? I'm good. Look, we never met. Um, look, we're, we're, you're, I'm sure it was explained by my colleague, Mark. This is the no bullshit news hour where okay. we, do, we do the news because the media is bullshit and we're just going to get right to it. So Perfect. you lived in Pleasant Ridge, right? Okay, how long ago was that? It was, I could, I have to like think hard to remember. It was so long ago. We'll we're do it, Janet. Wow. It's good, it's good 90, for your memory. And 90, we're all getting older, so we, we've got nothing yeah. more time. 
Go ahead. How long 1997. ago? 1997. So it's 19. 19 nine, let's do the math. 1997. 23 years. Wow, look at, look at, are you smoking weed again there, comedian? <laughs> as soon as I get off this camera. <laughs> and you're driving. That's not legal. No. I will sit still and smoke, then drive. Okay, good. All right. So sorry about that, Janet, because weed is good for your memory. Nineteen ninety. You lived in my house twenty three yeah. years ago. Yeah. Do you know that I've been getting um, home ballot request forms for uh, write-in for for the uh, absentee ballot for the uh, national election? Wow. You know, I'm holding it in your hand. In my hand. Uh, your last name used to be Haley, right? And I'm assuming you're married. You have a new last name. I have a new last name. Living down in Texas. Whole nother How life. It? How is it? Oh, it's great here. Nobody's okay. mailed me any ballots here, though. That's what I was going to ask. Do they even do, uh, I mean, I'm sure they do absentee, but they don't do any kind of mail-in ballot program, do they? No, they're talking about it, but there's no kind of mail-in. If you're over 65, you can request a ballot. Are you planning That's on fun. going? Are you planning on going out to the polls? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, I've got a solution, Janet. Do you want to vote in Michigan? Not only do you, not only do you go to the polls. Mm -hmm. um, do I have your permission to open this piece of mail? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give me give me explicit open. permission. I don't want to commit uh, mail fraud. May oh, I open? <laughs> ask me to open your mail, Janet, please. Would you open it for me and let me know what it says? Oh, it'd be my pleasure. <laughs> Let me do that. Here we go. Just... <laughs> you got to blow into the envelope always. Can we have some music for this? <laughs> Here we go. And the winner is? Oh, what? hold on. Here we go. It's not okay, Clearinghouse. Dear Janet, like they know you. Oh. The Michigan Secretary of State and local election officials encourage everyone and that includes you in Texas, to use absent voter ballots in the upcoming election. I have sent you the enclosed absent voter ballot application already filled out with your name and address, which is my address and not your address for 23 years. Okay. Voting by mail is easy. It's so easy, Janet. <laughs> so easy. You can, you can do it from Texas. It's that easy. Okay, yeah. All you got to do is sign it. Voter must sign. Power of attorney is not acceptable. Janet, wow. listen, um, what do you say? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with this? I sent it back to them saying, return to sender, you know, uh, does not live here. And they yeah. sent another one. So obviously, <laughs> oh, no. they want you to vote. <laughs> How, you you question if I'm smoking the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, so Are what you do you want to do, Janet? I mean, uh, here's the thing. We can split this, and we can get a vote and a half each. <laughs> well, you, you need to shred that. The funny thing is, on the news here, they have like a let's discover the real facts, and they actually have to tell people that it is illegal to vote by mail and go vote the day of. Like, that's on the news every day. Just so people know that that's a felony. I'm yeah. like, oh, Think we need more well, here's, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's another question that we hate. Uh, fake Madam Secretary. Yes. Uh, 
what's to stop me from, from getting the absentee ballot and going to the polls? Do, do they have it set up where at the poll they already there's a check by my name saying he got an absentee ballot? There's no way to know, is there? Madam? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just know, I just know, Charlie, that we are laser focused <laughs> to making sure that our voter integrity and accessibility is protected and ensured from November 3rd. Hey, Janet. Can somebody tell me what the hell laser mean? Laser focus. I mean, what is it's it like, like? LASIK it's, focus? It's kind of like thwart. You know, it's just one of those words. <laughs> Let me put it like this. Doesn't laser mean focused? Doesn't it? Can, can the laser not be focused? If it's not focused, it's not a laser. A little redundant. It's just, it's it's just a desk line. Janet, I wanted to ask you, you, you haven't been here since yeah. 1997, but when you did leave, live here, did you vote in every election, not just presidential? Did you vote in, say, primaries and local elections? Um, yeah. So are you, were you surprised that you're still on the rolls here? I mean, did you expect just to be taken off? I expected when I moved and I filed that information that I'd moved that that was Holy smokes. So you actually, wait a minute, you actually filed with Michigan that you moved. Um, I've never done that. I've lived in many states. And no, I don't think I've, I didn't, I didn't like tell the, you know, the voters that I'd moved, the voting entities. But I assumed that if I change my address and I'm no longer there, that that I would think exactly. if you changed. Wait, if you Mark, excuse me, excuse me, say this is what they tell us that we spend thirty million dollars a year checking you, and if you put in a change of address, and obviously you are registered to vote in Texas, this should have been done. This should have been yeah. done years ago. Twenty? Did you move to Texas in what year? Ninety seven. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Well, I was just going to say, you know, the elections are run by the state. And they obviously, the states don't communicate with each other when, when people move. And maybe they should. But that sounds like a huge undertaking that would probably be messed up. Yeah. Or maybe the laser ain't been focused for the last <laughs> 23 years. And they're going to tune it in now. Or maybe it was thwarted by something else. Charlie, have you... <laughs> Have you received uh, Janet or anybody else's ballot prior, or is this the first time you've received something in the mail? No, I got, I got two of these. Two. I, I'm sorry, Janet. I don't know if you had a roommate at my house. By the way, I just yeah. redid the kitchen. It's fabulous. <laughs> I mean, come on over, have a drink. You know where it's at. We've redone it a little bit. You're going to love it. And the dog, he's friendly. Don't worry. He's a big boy, but he's friendly. Um, I, got, I got two of them, Janet. I got you and somebody else, a Harry or something. And I and I, I put return to sender. I gave him to the postal carrier, cool check, and um, yours came back again. And I'm I'm concerned because the sanctity of your vote is is uh, it, it's suspect now. You know, you're my sister. We've actually shared a living space, not together, but you're my American sister. And this this is yeah. what actually does bind us. And we, you and I, could completely commit fraud. Because you have a different last name now. They're not aware that you moved. I can no. totally register you at my house. And who do you want to vote for? <laughs> We're a swing state. We're a swing state. Who do you, come on, just do it. Nobody, nobody knows who the hell you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's private information of who I'm voting. Where do I get your goddamn belly? 
right. You're everything's right. You're voting for you're voting for communist. That's what I'm doing. Right. Voting for who? The communist party. The yeah. communist party. <laughs> Somebody uh, said, "Be nice, Charlie." That Janet sounds like a very nice lady. Oh, she they said, go no, easy no, she's awesome. I'm, I'm, hey, you out there, you they with the negativity easy. on the Facebook. Me and Janet are cool. <laughs> you, you see, because hey, Janet, it doesn't matter. I, you're, you're voting for Trump, aren't you? Uh, no. Okay, you're voting for Biden. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Janet. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Janet, do you want two I votes love you, for Biden? Janet. We're in a swing state. Do you want two votes for Biden? <laughs> she just said she knows it's a felony. Don't do that, Charlie. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this. But you know what? They would never know. If they if, they, if their states don't talk to each other, they would never know. Exactly. They now, don't the, care. Here's the other thing. Let's, Janet, here's the other thing. When I mail these in, right? Um, I, they, 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 they take account. We received the application. So that's one. Then they count the vote for Biden. That would be one. If when we're all, when it's all said and done after a week of this shit, right? If the receipts don't match the votes, they throw the receipts out and they just use the votes. So there, there really is no safeguard if somebody's a, a nefarious ne'er do well to stuff a ballot box. I'm just saying. This, you and I, and the conversation we're having in the life we share on Earth together, really raises questions. Here's what I'm going to do, though. Yes. He's ripping it up. Yes. Okay. That's what my last paycheck looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um. Yeah. Sum it up for us, Janet. What's your feeling? This call out of the blue. You're on a radio show. I've got your 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 most sacrosanct document. How do you feel about this? <laughs> well, it feels like a a violation of everything that America stands for to know that a ballot in my name is in Michigan in the hands of somebody in a lovely house in Pleasant Ridge. Really love that house. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of crazy, Janet. Don't leave that out. <laughs> he's kind of crazy. Yeah. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, we are too. Just a judge. So hey, Janet, you, you sound like a really hip chick. So, here's what we got. I, look, you, you go to No Bullshit News Hour, okay? You sign okay. up on iTunes, right? You, you download the podcast, we are the biggest new show in Michigan. It's actually really true, right? And everybody that comes on the show, I have what I'm wearing right now is a T-shirt that says "Fix the Shit," and we're going to get new ones that say "Fix It" and "Fix the Sh." But we're gonna we're gonna send you one, right? Oh, because wow. it's a political it's a apolitical movement, but it's a movement that we respect your point of view. But all we all want is just for the system to be fixed. So we can go on and live our lives. We're going to send you one, okay? Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. And I want you to wear it proudly. Texas sure. is going to love it. Oh, oh, by the way, like, are you? I know where your town is. Are you in? Are you in the hills? You know, the central Texas, the rolling hills part. No, I'm near Houston. <sighs> but I, I went to school near Austin. I love the hills. 
Oh my God, it's the most beautiful. So you're you're a Texan, aren't you? I am a Texan. Because yeah. I hear a little Dixie on your voice. It's what were you doing in Michigan? I know what you were doing in Michigan. I know what happened. Oil yeah. went to shit, and you all moved up here, and then oil came back, and you went back down there when cars went to shit. Is that right? Nope, nothing to do with that. <laughs> I got I fell in love to in high school. I got married to. My sweetheart and his job happened to be in Detroit. Uh, and I said, oh, what? Detroit? Did I say I would marry you? And then I said, <laughs> no, 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 I love you. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and then we need to send her hey, a how's it going, Charlie? We need to send her a Coney kit, Charlie. And, okay, we're, we're going to send you a Coney kit, American Coney Island. You know it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to send you a kit with all the fixing, 12 dogs, the onion, the chili, the buns, and... The, the the paper hat that they wore, so you can you can pat uh, around your house. Charlie, you, you, are you better than the Secretary of State? Do you know her address to send it to? I have her are address. Gonna, are, the real I one or the phone. one? The I real have one. her address. Then you should give it to the Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, a joke, I Charlie. You, Keep going. I know, I know, I know, Jen. I want you to know that I did. I tried really hard to get this straightened out, and now it's within ninety days of the election, and. uh we can't straighten it out. Janet, he's also got a giant box of all your mail from the last 12 years you can come pick up. <laughs> no, that's the funny thing. Everybody's the ragging the gotten. post office. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. ragging the post office. I don't get a single piece of mail from, from for okay. Janet. Not a single piece. But the Secretary of State can't get it right. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, hey Janet, you're the best. Look, yeah. um, respect, uh, sister. God bless America. Thank you. I'm gonna come. Okay, we're gonna. And I'm gonna call you back. um, Make sure the address is correct. We're gonna send you, courtesy of No Bullshit News Hour, Coney kit and a fixes kit T-shirt. The T-shirt, all the money that we raise goes to help kids of our choice, right? Uh No, no charities, no institution. We just help kids get them computers for school and stuff. So I want you to not our own kids, not our own kids, other kids in need. Yes, other kids in need, Janet. So when you That's get it, great. put it on and send us a picture, will you? Okay. Sure will. All right, sister. All right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Janet. Thank you. Bye. bye, Janet. How about that? That was pretty cool. She was like, what am I on? What is going on? What is happening? <laughs> uh, just make sure when you send it to her, you send it to the new address, not your own house. That's what, what I kid? said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send her a Coney kid and it arrives at my fucking house. <laughs> Why not? Well, Karen, Karen's a maid. You send it to the Secretary of State. I love, uh, what'd you say, dude? That's a good idea, Brett. It, it, especially if you send it to the Secretary of State. They're going to be laser <laughs> focused. They're going to cook those dogs with a laser. Don't boil them. You can <laughs> roast them, you can fry them, or you can laser focus them. But definitely do not boil them. All right, here. You know what I hate about about uh, COVID and this bullshit technology? What? There's a delay. Yeah, but there's a delay in everything, Charlie. We need to get no, used no. to it. It's yeah, like Red's, so Red's timing's all off here. He's the funniest fucking guy, and it's all off. Here. Yeah, but he's still funny. He's even funny when it's late. He's funny. I wonder if we're even being recorded, because I don't even know where Mark is now. I was hanging out with Janet. I was uh, chatting with her. I was getting her address for you. Saving you a phone call for later. Oh, there you go, dude. Okay. Um, oh, listen, we got, uh, 
Tim Pitts on. Hey, Tim, here's, here's how I introduced you. The guy who got rang up and charged with the, with the triple homicide at the, uh, at the White Castle. Acquitted. Acquitted. Right, bro? Absolutely accurate. Yes. Okay. Um, your buddy, he's doing triple life, right? Yes. Okay. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit, but we just want to talk to you, man. You're, you're like the real deal dude living the life, Detroit street life. Uh, this is comedian uh, Detroit Red. Can you can you can you see comedian Detroit Red over there? Um, let me see. Yes, yeah, you got the red okay. hat on, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another brother from the, from the city. This is Karen. Hey, I knocked on, over right? my margarita. This is Karen <laughs> over. Uh, she she's also Detroiter. This is this is Mark. He's a narcoleptic. Yep. And um, hi, Karen. Hey and Tim, how are you? What happened with Bye. Red is there was a barricaded gunman, man, a fucking neo-Nazi, high on meth sleep deprived, ended up blowing his brains out. Red went to the scene and got the interview. So we just want to talk about, you know, life, not, not, not particularly yours, no incrimination. Thank you. You're going to be our street guy. You're going to be our guy. <laughs> from now on. No bullshit news out. See this right here, bro? Fix the shit. You're going to wear this around. Fix the shit. We're going to send that to you, to your, your, your location on the West Coast. Are you on vacation right now? Are you yes. on vacation or are you on the run? No. <laughs> I'm on vacation, Charlie. Don't say if that. He was on the run, if he was on the run, I don't think it would have been wise to come on uh, social media yeah. and, exactly. and show himself. <laughs> what the fuck, man? What are you talking about, man? You had a neo-Nazi high on meth going on social media talking to you. We knew where he was, though. <laughs> did you, though? What did you? What did you? What did you? Okay, let me say this before we get into it. Uh, no bullshit news hour. Uh, news from the street brought to you by ADR Consultants. Remember, if you're a construction outfit, you can't get it done. Mayor's got his hands in your pocket. Call ADR. He breaks knuckles. You know, figuratively. Right? Not really. He's breaking the log jam is what I'm trying to say. Right? You need to navigate the bureaucracy. You need to get the job done. You don't know the rules, the COVID. Look at the restaurant behind me. They should have called ADR. You can navigate this. Call Barry Allentuck, free consultation, 248-318-9424. It's not just little. It's big. It's municipalities. It's law enforcement agencies. It is construction firms. It's all of it. ADR consultants. Uh, get the job done right on time on budget. Two four eight three one eight nine four two four. Barry Ellen Tuck, go with him for all of your needs. How was that, Red? Wasn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah, pretty dope. What are you doing, Jack? And what off? is he doing? What are you doing, Red? What are you doing? There's a lot of oh, wrist movement. He loaded, oh, he's, you know what he's doing? He's emptying his one hitter. That's oh yeah. <laughs> hey gross. Charlie, I just wanted. Tell you, you kind of look like Nancy Pelosi in the hair salon setup. <laughs> what do you mean, motherfucker? All, all the shit's closed, and yet you're in the bar. We're gonna we're gonna record you and send it in and show how you're breaking the COVID rules. You set them it's up. A it's a great. We life, set them up. It's a great life. I, I can do this on four continents. I got places. I got places. Okay, so hey, Red. Yeah, yo. Set this up. Set this up now, man. Set up what, what went down. How you... Uh, go on. Well, 
I ended up on the scene was I got a nice nifty call from my uh, boss, Mr. LaDuff there, after I've already had a couple of drinks and uh, some medication, that's what we'll call it today. And uh, he was like, hey, Red, I got a great idea. Why don't you go over to a very hostile, dangerous situation <laughs> and stand out there and do your shit? And I was, I tried to sidestep it like, well, Charlie, I'm really toe back right now. He said, fuck that, get some coffee and go. So I said, you know what? You're right. Let's do this. <laughs> so I drove down, pulled up on the scene, uh, plenty of news media on this, you know, outside. The area was perimetered off. I see uh, angry white folks that look like they probably did meth or other shit in their life. And then I see the police, sniper, and all that walking out. And uh, it's a hostage situation, basically. So I stood around for a few minutes and uh, heard the dad of the hostage cussing out whoever was talking on the phone to the dude, the, the gunman, threatening to kick some ass and kill somebody if his son got killed and I tried to talk to a couple people, and they, they were willing to talk. Uh, coincidentally, after the news wasn't ready to talk to them. So in talking to these folks, I actually was able to talk to his friend who got the gunman on the phone to give me an interview. So let's play and it. I, let's play let's that. Play Can I ask one question before we play it, Red? Who, who, is the, who is standing next to you because there are other voices on there? Do you know um, that was that was um actually two of the people actually knew the gunman and another young lady was just there as a, a onlooker because she lived in the apartment building where all the news media and the scene was happening. OK, gotcha. Here we go. So let me ask you, what what do what would it take for you to. Let your hostage go and come on and get yourself up. What would you like? What is your demand? Damn, I don't even know what I want anymore, RJ. I mean, I'm so frustrated with, you know, trying to be killed here, you know, and fucking, uh, okay. you know, like, legitimately lied to by the cops time and time again. Look, blowing my phone up again. The damn phone ain't ringing 15 minutes. As soon as I'm talking to any of you, it, it rings so much I can't hear a damn word you're saying. What are they doing to me? They're, man, they're blocking your signal in and out. That's what they're doing. So, so let me ask you this. If literally, they... I want to fucking, literally, I want to make a statement against the national president of the highwaymen for sending me to commit murder. They care, They could care less about that. Uh, well, make your I mean, statement. I if you, I, I tell you this, you make your statement here. I guarantee you, it will be aired and it well, will be heard. Let me make a statement to you. Hey, I'm with the news guys. Let crazy. Make, make your statement. Now. Make your you know, statement, bro. Morning to do this. Say again. I don't I'm, know what this fucking club boss has on this city. Literally, he's fucking hanging out with the mayor, Mayor Dugan. I've met the mayor two times already and shook his hand. Why am I meeting the goddamn mayor? So, do you think this was a, a, a setup well, between like the mayor and the president of the highway men? I don't. 
I, I'm telling you, the nigga fucking turned in videotape evidence of me committing a murder he sent me to, to do. So what would you like to happen out of this? Would you like him to be held accountable for sending you to do these murders? I mean, ain't that how it works? That's how it's supposed to work, yeah. Isn't that the justice so, system? So, let me I mean, ask you I'm this. I'm literally getting blocked. He told me I have to wait until morning to speak to an FBI agent. So, basically, they got you on freeze until the FBI come in to take your statement. No, ain't no FBI coming to take my statement. I'm literally frozen here waiting for the FBI office to open in the morning. So, so... Basically, you're not going to do anything until you're able to speak with the FBI and give your statement and tell what you know. I'm trying to make a statement against this nigga. They have no interest in it. I'm literally afraid to come out of this house because I think the Detroit Police Department is trying to kill me. I will be too, brother. I will be too. evidence on me. They literally had this guy inside the house trying to lure me outside. And they're giving me a cigarette, right, that I gave the other hostage up for a pack of cigarettes. They told me they were giving me a pack of cigarettes for it. They never gave it to me. Now they get this nigga turned on me, trying to get me outside. The cop literally is fucking so stupid. He's saying to me, the cigarettes are out here. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. I open the door. I watch the toilet on top of the fucking tank turn with a sniper rifle pointing at the door. They're literally trying to kill me before I can make this statement. Well, we got well, brother, statement now. Yeah, we got it now. You say whatever you want, how you want it, and I guarantee you we will get this out for you. I have no way of knowing that this is fucking, that you got my statement. I, I have right no, nothing in here but internet. I do hey. not know what the fuck's happening out hey, there. Hey, crazy, we I mean, got three phones. Hey, we got three phones recording this shit right now, bro. Hey, 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 crazy, your story's gonna get out, bro. We got three different phones recording right now, brother. I guarantee your story this will get out. She's literally laughing at me. Who is? This negotiator, she's on the phone. She hears everything I'm saying. She's literally laughing at me. Asking me if the pita chips are good that I'm eating and if I have anything to dip them in. Laughing at me. That's my hostage. Hey, that's your hostage She's straight up hysterically laughing in my face asking me why I ain't got no dip for my chips. Wow. DPD for you. DPD, huh? Okay, and what's your name, sir? I'm literally sitting here begging. I'm not coming out of this house for this bitch. She's literally fucking, fucking with me. I told her, I said, you're driving me insane. She's literally fucking with me. She's literally put this nigga's life in danger. Hey, I told him, I said, watch nigga, they're going to try to kill me. They don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to threaten to kill you if they don't move the truck. I threatened to kill him with a gun to his head. She wouldn't move the damn truck. Hey, did you kill him? She got him in trouble. Hey, did you know him? He was tagging her in his text messages. Blowing, been blowing me the fuck up. Like, no, but this, Bro, dude, brother, nigga literally begged her. State your name for me. He's gonna know you're talking to me. State, hey, state your name. Alone. State your name for the record, so that people know this is you telling your statement. Tell and, who you are, fucking RJ. Richard, Richard Arthur Nelson Jr. 
The nigga's begging her to stop fucking with him. She is literally fucking putting the nigga's life in danger. He's begging her to stop. She won't stop. Then when I finally discovered that he's doing this shit, that he's been begging her to not do to him, hey, crazy. I tell her I'm going to kill the nigga if you don't move the truck off the lawn. He's begging her to back up the truck. She will not do it. Okay. And so basically, once you're able to give your statement, you, you're willing to let your hostage go and come on out? What well, you got to say, D.D.? Once you able to talk to the FBI. Oh, yeah, I know you're there, D.D. I got you on the phone here, D.D. This is the news I'm talking to. Okay, well, that's great. I'm glad, see? You got what you wanted. Now, can you come out? No, D.D., I'm not coming out. Who's here now? I said, when you come out, somebody here will take your statement. No, D.D., I'm not coming out for you. I'm going to wait till morning for the feds. How about that? Red. Yes. So, wow. That was that was good work. That was Professor Tim. Did you hear that? Yes. Was that crazy or what? Yeah. Very crazy. Red. So, once you did that, the news media came over to you. Did they not? Uh yeah. As we were in the process of that interview, and let me say this first. The same guy, the friend that you hear talking on the side, calling him crazy because that was their nickname for him, was trying to give the news this same interview and they wouldn't take it. So when I started talking to them, I guess they noticed that I was over there with my equipment and recording it and they inched in about 15 feet from the circle of us doing this. When we broke up, I was immediately attacked with, oh, you're so unethical, and I don't play with people's lives, and he was supposed to do a press conference, and if you take it and release it, now it's nothing, and they're just going to go ahead and kill him. And I tried to talk to her, and she carried my ass, and when she gave me the Karen, I was like, not Karen on the show, but the Karen, you know. I, I basically was like, you know what, skip you, and I went and got in my car to do what we do. So was that the negotiator that asked you that, Red? No, this was a this was another reporter who had apparently been sitting out there for hours in their truck waiting on the golden press conference that no hostage taker ever gets. I was gonna say, but who would hostage would have a press go ahead, Charlie? I'm sorry. Here here's what, what happened, according to my sources on the scene. The Media went along with the chief of police. The, the, the chief said, look, we'll use you guys, right, to give him what he wants. Obviously, this guy wants to talk. So what we'll do is promise him a press conference if he comes out peacefully, as if a neo-Nazi, high on meth, awake for two days, in cuffs, is going to get a press conference in the climate today, right? Because, hey, Tim. Yes. Black black dudes get dropped, right? They don't even fuck around. You're going to let a neo-Nazi do a press conference, and the press in this town believe that. Do you think if that was you, that you're going to get a press conference? No. What do you Absolutely think you're going to get? What are you going to get? <laughs> a death sentence. A shot in between the forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, so come on. You... 
you listen to it, do you think what Red did was unethical or was it deep? Because again, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm leading you here. He did get a confession of, from the guy because the guy's dead now, right? There is no press conference. He came out of the house in a body bag. There's really? news to be, there's, yeah, there's news. He blew his own brains out. There's news to be made, which Red got him to admit he killed three people. Yeah. Do you think what Red did was incorrect or is that what the media is supposed to do? Oh, no, that's what the media is supposed to do. That's, I mean, the whole point is to get the truth. And I mean, at least uh, in a situation like that, to get a person to even admit or to talk is more of in the leading direction that people want anyway. Like, why is you doing this? So, you know, mm -hmm. why is this even happening in the first place? So, of course, for him to get them to uh, get him to admit that is it's good work. Hey, Red, yeah. you hear that? That's the streets. Thank you. Tim is totally the streets. He's more street than you. And he said that was good work. Thank Red, you, I got to I gotta ask you a question because I think it kind of caught you off guard. And I thought you were almost about to say something. Uh, his, his repeated use of the N-word. I mean. Uh, let me tell you, the black side of me who was ready to just run past the police and go snatch him up my damn self. That's like but then the, 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 the white side of me said, no, get the story. And remember that this guy is extremely high right. on meth. He was high. His friends even said he had been getting a high for the last two days straight. Yeah, I just so heard, he was, you, heard your pause when he said it the first time, and then you had to kind of regroup as to where you are and what you were trying to do. So I just wanted to ask because it's well, kind of let me let me throw this in if I might. All right. Okay, when, when we talk about minorities in America, right? A minority in Detroit is a white person. Mm -hmm. And the and white people in Detroit are not all of them, of course. There's a lot of guys like this. That is the language they use, that's the life they live. This motherfucker's a murderer, right? I mean, that's the deal. This yeah, that doesn't give him a license to say the N word, though, Charlie. I don't care. I can't even believe what I'm hearing. Really? Let me say this. This is what bothers you? The motherfucker got hostages? No, it's not bothering me. It's not Wait a minute, wait a minute. He cut their balls off. His own biker buddies stuffed their balls in their mouth, executed them, and lit the house on fire. And you're worried about his liberal use of the N-word? Yeah, I wanted to know what Red thought did about he really it as he was interviewing him. Wait, wait, you hear what Tim said? You hear what Tim said? Tim, what? he really did that. Yeah, did he, he really did that. Yeah. White yeah. on white crime. And, and I'm going to say this, Karen. Yeah. After he said it the first time, and I got over the initial shot, when I realized he was using it towards his hostage, who was also white, mm -hmm. I, I figured this is how this guy talks on a regular basis with whoever. He's yeah, been in just, the hood so long. I was and just, I kinda just I, heard, I heard you pause when he said it. Yes, That's what I asked. I wanted to know what, yes. what you thought about it. That's it. So I mean, I mean a motherfucker that crazy don't care what type of the, the terms he used anyway. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> that wasn't the biggest issue anyway, but it's like for him to still say it continuously like that is like, you know, it would, it would irk my nerves for sure. Well, he's he's from the hood. There's no doubt okay. about that. I mean, that's a whole element right there. Look, guys, that's a whole element. 
missing from the conversation. There's some crazy fucking white people, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they're circulating. Where, where, where you think where you think he learned the pronunciation? He didn't get that from you know the, the cracker that that runs the highway, man. No, not fuck no. You you know where he's hanging. You know where he's hanging. You know what he now he yeah, fuck man. He's he for the hood doesn't give him the right to say it though. No, I'm not. I'm not even justifying that. I'm not. What I'm trying to say is, Tim, this is the streets, and Red did a fucking great job. Basically, the media's sitting there like a bunch of fucking lap dogs, right? Waiting, waiting. Waiting for like this is what the dude was gonna say if there actually was a press conference, Karen. Mm-hmm. That's do you true. Think he, do you think he was getting one? No. No. And I'll say this: y- y'all got scooped by a middle-aged, maybe asthmatic street comedian who, and you stood out there for thirty hours. He got the job done in fifty-five minutes. Fifty-five minutes because he works, and that's what you're getting. Here's the official statement from the No Bullshit News Hour. It's journalism. Get used to it. Because we're coming. We're coming. Good job, Red. Thank you. People want to hear the truth. We, we at this point in day and age, it's been so much lying and bullshitting and making it up to make it exciting. People tired of it. They want what's really going on. They want it raw. They want it the way it's coming. Not edited, not fluffed, and it really just points out and shows that if it ain't real, people don't want to deal with it no more. They tired of the regular old. I'm in a suit and tie. I got my makeup on. My hair look perfect. They don't care about that. They care about the facts and the content of the information they getting. And as long as it's real, they want it. The other garbage is just that garbage. Well, they deserve that, right? I mean, and people are being misinformed, um, and you know, a lot of what they hear is 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 disingenuous and almost disrespectful. So, I don't think what you did was ethical. I don't think it was unprofessional. I don't think it was inconsiderate. I think it was what you were the person out story. You got the interview. Period. Yeah. P- plus this, you guys remember like. Uh, you remember Charlie Hebdo? Remember, remember the, the yeah. dude shot up uh, the newspaper in Paris? Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the two brothers. Um, and they went on the run. And then they hold, they held, got holed up in a, uh, in a factory in the suburbs of Paris. Yep. And French TV got those guys. Th- yes. This isn't like, this isn't an issue. This is what we do. Everybody that went to that scene was hoping to get what Red got, but everybody was too lazy. And in fact, one news organization did get an interview and didn't air it until after the guy blew his own brains out. So don't 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 do don't, don't lay into to Red because he does the job better than you, you college educated mannequin. That's it. That's it. I think those are those are called haters. But people are asking who you are. They're they're a little interested in what happened in White Castle. Uh, you know what happened to your friend. Let, let me fi- let me fix this. You ask him the question, Karen. Ask him. All right. So, Tim, uh, given any legal constraints that you may have to respect, can you give us some insight into what happened uh, in in White Castle? Um. 
Well, there's a situation where it's a, you know, it's a group of people involved in, you know, a certain environment and, you know, they, we didn't had conflicts back and forth, you know, two different groups of people, you know, conflict, a lot of things have occurred to, to make that, you know, for it to be a conflict. And, you know, I got caught in a situation where I was like the monkey in the middle, you know, I was between two groups of people and where I knew them, you know, I knew the shooters and then I knew the victims. And they kind of like tagged me as the person in the middle. So it was, it came down to who's the shooters, why, and what did, you know, what, what, what was my place in it all? And my place was, should I was a friend of both. I was a friend of the shooters and I was a friend of the victims. And that was the tug of war from there. A legal tug of war or an emotional tug of war for you? It was, a, it was an emotional tug of war, of course, because it was an emotional tug of war because I know everybody involved. So, of course. What was the conflict about? What was the conflict? Um, it's various of things, but mostly when you get somebody that want to kill you, it got to be it got to be something steep, you know. So the conflict was it was, it was pretty serious. Where are you now? I mean, have you are you visiting? I don't mean to know the location. I know you're not here in Detroit anymore. Did you relocate after uh, you're exonerated from this? No, no, I still stay in Detroit right now. I'm just on vacation. I'm in California. Uh, just How are you trying to get away from and everybody else is on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was locked up uh, all last summer fighting for my life. So I, I think I deserve it to come out. You know. So what's your take on on, on Detroit and, and, and the crime? You know, I mean, is it is it any better than it was? You're a lifelong Detroiter, I assume. Are things better? Are they worse? Are we it's just a continuation What's your take? Things is worse and it's going to keep getting worse. You know, like you say, it's a continuation. I mean, it's Detroit. We live in a place where, you know, it's a lot of things going on. You got poverty, economic system not really good. And, you know, people feel like they in need of certain things and they willing to do, you know, it's Detroit. It's one of the violent cities in, in the, you know, in, in the country. Do you want to do you want to so, stay here or do you want to leave? No, I want to leave. I want to live out here in California, where I'm at. <laughs> Look at that palm tree. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Tim? <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the the protests here and the calls for defunding the police. And we both from Detroit. And, you know, we know the streets. Let me ask you. After what you went through, and dealing with the police and the legal system here, do you feel you would like to see the police here defunded or do you feel we need more? You know, one thing I can say, you know, you know, we, we, we can be ignorant sometimes and stuff like that. The, the police here in Michigan, I mean, in Michigan is not bad as the police everywhere else in the country. You know, we don't hear the same problems. We don't go through the same things that everybody else in different states go through. So, I mean, from my most experiences with Detroit police is that they only seek they only seek one or two things. They seek either shit, murder, I mean, guns or drugs. You know, they really don't, right. you know, it, it's not no big issue as, you know, you get racially profiled or, you know, all stuff that you're at the places. So our police is pretty cool for the most part. Like, they're pretty cool. You know, they lean, uh, lean, 
they let you get away with little stuff, not driving without license, and if it ain't you know, something serious, so our police pretty cool. But as far as defunding the police, not not here. Uh, we got some solid guys, you know, and I don't really like the police, <laughs> but we got some <laughs> solid officers that's nowhere near compared to what the world shows us to be, you know. So defunding, uh, but get better as far as more officers patrolling, you know, more investigations being better. Like, you know, that's the key of any crime is investigation, you know. So right. I think our, our officers need to work better on doing a job better rather than defunding them. Hey, Timmy, can, can you hear me, man? Because my, my computer went out and I just, I'm up on the phone now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, let me ask you this. What the fuck is the deal with all the violence going on in the city? Like, like murders off the, off the charts, shootings are off the charts. Why? Um, we, I mean, we talking about people and we talking about human interaction. You know, what makes another human want to hurt another human due to it can be anything. It can, just, it can be the, shit, the drunk day. It can be a drunk day for you, a high day for you. Uh, it's something somebody said to you. So it's like, it's different than back how it was where, you know, crime was committed for like real specific reasons. Like to hurt somebody is for you to have a real val valid reason to do so. Now it's just like, <laughs> Is is it's a jungle. It's World War Three around. It's like anything goes. It's like it, it's no real reason why somebody's trying to kill somebody else. It can be it. It can be for clothes. It can be you know material possession. It's just like it's is it's, it's no real structure on to oh why is this these people are hurting each other. It's like just it, it is. Why are is. why are kids getting shot, man? Was it, was there ever a code? Like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, children and leave the families out of this. Why, why are kids blasting up? Because, I mean, these kids, I mean, everybody on drugs. No, it's no control. It's like it's anything goes. You do anything. It's like kids getting shot because kids in the way around stupid motherfuckers are shooting and high. So they collateral damage. It, it's just, you know. Fuck it. There is no code, is there? It, it's no code. There's no code out here. That's TV I mean, bullshit. It's, yes, it's too much shit going on. Come on, 2020. Look, look what we got going on. We still got slavery. We still got modern day slavery going on, let alone why this motherfucker want to kill this motherfucker. It's just like, <laughs> that's a deeper conversation on why the world still, you know, why, you know, why it is what it is. So, Tim, if there's no code, is, is, if there's no code from a perspective that you bring that many people have no idea or are not privy to, no code, but is there a solution to all this, or is this just what we're stuck with? Is there a solution? No, I don't ever think it, there's going to be a solution. Because, like I said, we're human, we're not, and humans always have problems. I don't care if it's you know, economically, I don't care if it's insecurity. I, don't, I just, it's a million things why humans have the problems that they have and want to kill someone. So, no, it would never stop. It hasn't stopped now. It's 2020. I mean, it would never stop. Uh, I can say the best thing that happened to us this year is <laughs> unemployment <laughs> as a whole. Like, if, if the government keep giving us money, maybe, no, it's, it still wouldn't work. Would that, would, would, would that position you to vote for Trump if he, if he continues to give out stimulus money or unemployment dollars? Is that an incentive for you to vote for him or any candidate? 
Hmm? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's just just because you do one good thing, don't make up for all the hundred million things and bad things that you have done. Got I it. mean, like I said, we have we got so much time to it's been so much time, and we haven't got our respirations for those, and you know, back in slavery. So it's like this. Y'all know. Don't hold is. your breath, dude. That ain't coming. <laughs> do, you, do you? Do you? You don't own a home, do you? Um, no, I don't. I rent. Okay, well, you know what? Now's the time to get a home because Hall Financial wants you to know, bro, that mortgage rates at an all-time low. Did you know that? No. So if you're thinking about getting a house, do it now. That's why so many people are getting into it. If you're in the market for that new home, remember, Hall Financial Services is the fastest in the business. You can get your mortgage in half the time. That's why they got over 2,000 five-star reviews. Appraisals can be done without someone stepping foot inside your house or you having to step inside that dream house of yours, brother. Call 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com and um, LS number 1467435. Wasn't that smooth as fuck? That's a nice pitch. <laughs> That's, there you go. Hey, Tim, can I ask you, uh, since your ordeal and being caught in the middle like that, have you dramatically changed your hanging habits and behaviors or are you still, you know, like us Detroiters are, you going to do what you do? No, I'm always on the positive side for the most part. I got a child, you know, even though, like I say, our ignorance always prevails one way or the other. But for the most part, I try to stay on the positive end of things. And, you know, due to that, that case, it, it put a target on my back, you know. They put right. a real target on my back. They put a target on my back with the family members or people that I don't know. Family members of the victims, the people I don't know, and the police because now I got this 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 image. You know, right. people look at me and like, no matter if I'm quiet, people are like, oh yeah, you know, that's the guy that beat a triple homicide. Or no matter if I'm loud. Oh yeah, that's the guy that beat a triple homicide. So I can't win or lose with the situation. I can be uh, humble, Tim, but Tim. Tim, you're being hunted, aren't you? I mean, for the most part, yeah. I'm talking to a, I'm yeah. talking to a dead man, aren't I? I don't mean to be funny about that. You know, for the most part, yes. It's, it's, uh, yeah, a lot have came with it. Yes. Is that because uh, they thought you snitched in any capacity? What? Where is oh, the bound? Where? No, this is more the reason. Like you know. People in the streets is like, okay, you can tell a person you had nothing to do with something. And they can believe it. They think they believe it, but it's always that emotion. It's always that feeling. Like, right. uh, you know, I lost my people. I lost something. And, you know, this person, you know, almost was responsible for it, or he might know somebody that's responsible for it. So it's like, I can hold him accountable for it. So, so what you're saying, Tim, what you're saying is you're either looked at as a snitch or as a fucking murderer. And they're going to even it up with you either way. Definitely looked at as a murderer. <laughs> Never a snitch. Are you a murderer? A no. Are you a murderer? No. You ever shot anybody? Charlie. What? <laughs> you asked me this question the last time, man. <laughs> you asked me these I'm questions. I'm going to take that as time. a maybe. I'm going to take that. <laughs> it's the streets. You know? You ever been, you ever been shot? No. So you're pretty good. 
What makes you assume that, Charlie? Because you've never been shot and you're laughing like, you know, you can't cop to shoot somebody. You probably have and you've never been shot. That means you're pretty savvy. But time always runs out, dude. You know, it's just the questions. You know, it's not every day you sit up and talk to people and talk about, you know, this type of things, you know. And, you know, in my world, a lot of things come up as abnormal because we, it's just the world we live in. You know, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. So, People don't look at abnormal shit, shit to be not normal as in like, yo, this shit is not normal. Like people think just everything normal. Everything is so, everybody unempathetic and desensitized. Like it's a lot of crazy shit goes on. And then people look at it like, well, shit, just another day. And, you know, and, and it registers that. So that's why, it, that's why the world is so fucked up. The world is just fucked up. Let me ask after really going through this whole ordeal, being in the middle of it, going through the legal side of it, fighting for your life, getting, you know, out of it, how does it affect you now, personally? What is your, you know, on your daily thought? I know it's been changed you. How has it changed you? Yeah, I can't even put that into words. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's part everything that happened to me changed me because I mean, like, like I said, I'm a father. I have a child. I'm a two year old. So just that alone itself, it comes with this, it comes with a whole world of discipline and you know, the difference of who I am as a person. Me as a father is different. Than who I am as a person and you know my day-to-day activity. So like when I went through the situation, it, it was more like I wasn't a father because it's like that was just it it wasn't real. It wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't important enough or something. Like it was just like like I ne- like I never even had a child when I was going through this situation because it was just everything so away. And, and so real, so it, it changed me. Like it just changed me as far as how I look at me being a father to my child and being around for my child, staying for my child, not being like another dummy or the rest of the motherfuckers that you know end up in jail and shit like that. But as far as me as hey, an individual, it didn't change Tim. me. Yeah, Tim, look at this—a fucking cool cooler of beer, dude. Look at this. Unbelievable! If you're in, if you're in the market for a restaurant, here's the thing. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just fucking with. It. I'm getting in on it. Here's, here's what I'm hearing. I'm gonna tell you the truth. You're in the game and you're trying to get out of the game because you got a kid and something to live for because you're not a kid anymore. That about right? <laughs> what, what do me being in the game mean? Everybody, like, just because I hang out in the street doesn't mean that I'm in the game. I'm like, I'm in the game, but. Or you know, I, my day oh, you know what I'm saying? We're in the game, and now you're in LA with a beautiful backdrop. Shit talks about your baby. You know what I'm talking about now. Now you're a, a, a man. You got other shit to live for. You almost got your life taken from you. Are you trying to get the fuck out of that life? Are you out of that life? It's it's, it's not a such thing ever being out of it. I mean, not saying as in like in a negative aspect, as in like this is what I participate in, but 
more as me as a person and how I grew up and where I'm from. Like all them things has been instilled to me. Like that's mentality. And you can't really change your mentality no matter what situation you go through. I mean, I mean, you can change the mentality, but that's due to already your character. See, my character is already strong and firm. I come from a certain background. So it's it's already that instilled due to whatever life lessons I do come about, come, you know, come into occurring. So me getting out the game is like, you know, I'm a king. I'm like I come from a certain type of background, you know. So I don't participate into like negative things, but whatever comes my way, I'm gonna deal with it. Such as a person that's, you know, experienced. Did that make sense? Tim, you said brother. you wanted to leave Detroit, and I assume meaning perhaps stay in California. What would it take for you to leave the city? Oh, shit, a whole lot what do you money. need to leave? Fucking money. money. I just wanted to ask. I'm in California right now. I'm in California right now and I'm staying in an Airbnb that costs five thousand a month. And that's just for rent. It's not including utility. So it, it takes a lot of money to actually pick up and leave. Yeah. In Detroit is nothing. I mean, I can pay eight hundred a rent, eight hundred a month rent, nine hundred a month. That's that's not a lot. And out here they pay fucking fifteen thousand a month. <laughs> Tell know? me about it. <laughs> So Do you go to White Castles anymore? <laughs> yes, I've been in White Castles a few times. Oh, but you have? Yeah, I mean not that, Drive not that one, not that one particularly. But you know, White Castles is good. It's good food. I mean, not good food. You know, <laughs> dude, I want to the story. You- I, I covered a story about a drive-by through the drive-through at the White Castle right across the street from Henry Ford's grave. And I'm thinking to myself, this is not what he fucking had in mind. <laughs> so Tim in Detroit, East side or West side? West side. I, we, I still like you. Well, I know we'll give him a pass. <laughs> right. Uh, is it East side or him? West side. Hey uh, Tim, yeah, you, you see this, you see this t-shirt dude? Thanks the shit. Sorry. Fix the shit. We're gonna send you one, okay, man? And, and wear it, wear it, and oh. you know, we we appreciate you, man. Like, uh, you you, co- this isn't a show. This is a, like a convo. This is no bullshit. This is for real. So we need you to come back and interpret shit. We we need you to, you know, how they get the round tables on like cable news. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need you to be the guy because I've been sweating this show. I was up late last night talking to some highway men and et cetera. And I'm like, the power of what we're doing is you and Red and Karen, you know, is there no real people talking real shit. That's what make this is a news program. And now the listeners know who you are. And I think you bring something to them. You know what I mean? That, that, that they don't know. And so, you know, I want you to come back and be part of this with us. That's what I'm here for. I really enjoy it. I'm really enjoying it now. You can ask me a million questions. You got me. <laughs> well, I, when you do come back, though, and I think this is important, Charlie, because I look at some of the comments, people have no idea of what it would take for you to transition to someplace else in your life. 
people are saying, oh, just get a job. Oh, just do this. It's not that simple. And I think the more insight that you're able to share about whether it's your life or the lives of people that you know firsthand or that you've seen or witnessed or are exposed to, to me, it helps build a better understanding because people have a total detachment about what the lives of other people are like. And they sit back and make, you know, not pass judgment, but a decision about what they think will make a difference. And they have no idea. And let them. You know, Jim, let them, because because now, because uh, now they get to know you. Like by what means? What am I supposed to get on a bus? Go to L.A., right? I don't got fifteen thousand a month. What, what am I going to do out here? Am I going to go to Compton? You know what rent is in Compton? Fifteen thousand a month. Sorry. Yeah, it's crazy out here in Compton, man. Like it's it's really crazy out here. I think the first thing, uh, first thing is like. It's still real, like the stuff you see back in the 80s and the 90s with the gang activity and stuff like that. Like these guys really out here still living to that purpose. And it's ridiculous. It's really insane, really, that you can just, you can walk, you can walk up and kill somebody for no reason. Just because they weren't a color or just because you feel like what you believe in is more important than what they believe in. So it, it's still, it's wicked. It's really wicked out here. It's really wicked everywhere. So okay, listen, man, Tim, I um, we got a we got a caller. We got a caller here. Um, fake Mayor Mike Duggan's been listening, and uh, he's called in. Are you there, Fake Mayor Mike? Uh, yeah, Charlie, I, uh, patiently waiting. Thank you very much. Uh, uh Mayor, a uh, Fake Mayor Mike. Um, what can you do for a guy like Tim? Tim, uh, I don't know. You know, it sounds like my guys were there on the scene where Crazy was losing his mind uh, and the neighbors were assisting right there. I'm glad that they were there representing because those are my troops, you know, members of the news media that take really good marching orders, <laughs> you know. I'm just glad they were out there and they're working for me and, and you too, I guess, uh, sort of. Crazy, Crazy said he's met you. Have you met Crazy before? I, I've met crazy before. I certainly a damn skippy. I've met crazy before every friggin' day. This guy, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but uh, let me let me just tell you what else I'm doing here. Uh, you know, what you may have heard we're putting in uh, feed bunk. A bunch yes, of I heard that. Feed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, less flight, more bump. <laughs> you know, that's it. that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about here. Hundred million dollars is going to put up a lot of speed bumps. Now, now look at what I, what I made sure of that none of them are going to be along my newly devised Westside route from Kamek out to Wixom. They're going to be going up there, and they're like, you know, speed is a problem. We don't want anything too speedy. We love our bumps. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused, uh, fake mayor Mike. Um, we're broke. We're four hundred mil million in the hole. Guys like Tim are looking for employment. Um, what's with the speed bumps? What's with the demo? I don't understand what the plan is. What's your strategy? Why are we doing speed bumps and demolition when people aren't eating? Uh, Charlie, it's, it's good to have a coffer, ain't it? Good to have a little nest egg sitting around in case of uh, a pandemic, let's say. You know, <laughs> rainy day fun came in handy for that. Uh, 
we're saving off some of the calamity, uh, uh, but uh, you know we won't get it all. But it, you know, it's kind of good to have a little coffee. The rainy day fund went bye bye thanks to COVID. We need some more money coming in, and uh, well, hell yeah, there's a lot of empty houses. We're gonna tear them down. down. That's what we need it for, you know. <laughs> Why do you keep putting speed bumps down, but can't you fill a goddamn pothole? True. Well, <laughs> it's an asphalt issue. It's really hard to get this asphalt. Like, it is really hard to come by dirt, you know, for the holes. You know, uh, it's really hard to get asphalt for the potholes, and it's hard to get uh, all this stuff, right? But that's why we're putting the speed bumps in. It'll slow your ass down, so when you hit the spot, the, the potholes, it won't cause much damage to your ribs. There's oh, a thought. That's, wow. that's brilliant, sir. That That's outside-the-box thinking. Last question for you. We have another problem. We have an election coming up and the city clerk can't count and it could cause a constitutional crisis. It, all eyes are going to be on the city and you. So what are you doing to make sure that the election is fair and square? Wishing and hoping and praying and I don't know, stuff like that pretty much. Uh, we got like resources and, and people. Everything Karen was talking about earlier. She cited the announcement we made back on September second. Uh, all that stuff. It's it's it locked in. It's it's, it's going to work. I promise. No laser focus. <laughs> and laser, no learning. <laughs> laser focus. All right. Having said that, I I got a I got a fucking cooler full of beer here. I got to get to before the realtors come to, to do any minute. Thanks for joining us, man. Mike, thanks for calling in. I want to thank uh, all, all all the folks on the show. Read good work this week, Karen. You, you do an you. excellent. You do an excellent Secretary of State, Tim. Best thanks. of luck to you, brother. Best of luck. Can to I you, say brother. one thing before we go? I got a no. message for uh, Whitmore. No. Whitmore. Okay. Who's Whitmore? Who's Whitmore? Whitmore. Whitless. Whitley, I don't know what the oh, hell. Oh. The, the, her and her crew were fixing these goddamn streets. Uh, it helps when you don't try to fix the whole fucking state streets at the same goddamn time. Nobody can get anywhere. Mm. <laughs> On that mm. note. All right, try to love one another. Tim, man, good luck. We'll see you when you get back. All right, brother? Thank you, Tim. Charlie, let me know, man. All right, Tim. Thank y'all. All right, Mark, Charlie. At night, dirty old town, dirty old town.
siren from the docks. On fire, I smell the spring on the smoky wind. Dirty old town, dirty old town. I'm gonna make me a picture by shining. Like an old Dutch Dirty old town Dirty old town I met my love By the gasworks wall Dreamed a dream By the old canal I kissed my girl by the factory wall. Dirty old town, dirty old town, dirty old town, dirty old town. Dirty old town.